edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast on the road. Back from Indianapolis on this Saturday evening. A little foggy for December after Purdue uh, takes care of Notre Dame. 88-78 at the Crossroads Classic at Baker's Lights Fieldhouse. And my biggest takeaway from the game and we're going to jump right into it, right out of the beginning. We're not going to mess around. The biggest takeaway from the, from the game, from my standpoint, is you can play a college basketball game in 2020 in an empty arena and not have the annoying sound of whatever crowd noise they're trying to pump in a Mackey arena. There was no, there was nothing while play was going on. Uh, at Banker's Life. It was silence. It was the ball bouncing. It was players communicating. It was sneakers on the floor. It was coaches yelling. It was referees blowing their whistle. That was it. During the timeouts, they played music. But if Mac, I mean, they they need to scrap that thing. If you listen to the Purdue Sports Weekly radio show on Thursday night, Mike Bobinski, Purdue's AD, even called it annoying. And I was surprised that night that they were still doing it at the women's game. Well, if he finds it annoying, he's the boss, and he can pull the plug on it. I wish he would. It's just, it's just not needed. Silence is fine. You know, preferably you have 15,000 people in there at Mackey, or you would have had 18, 19,000 people at Banker's Life today. But they didn't pump in any crowd noise. They didn't do anything stupid. It was just basic basketball. So you can play a college basketball game in 2020 with none of that stupid and idiotic noise that they're trying to get in Macarena. I know most of you don't even know what it sounds like because you're not there and you won't be there, so you you have no idea how how bothersome it is. But I put headphones on and listen to the radio broadcast of the game so I don't have to hear it. Uh, It's just not... It's not a welcome thing. Sight. And... You know, Purdue's got, what, nine more Big Ten games? Plus nine more women's basketball games at home? Wow. Can't wait till they start bringing fans back. Anyway, that was my biggest takeaway. But from the game today, it's pretty simple. And sports is usually a pretty simple uh, thing. I mean, it's not really complicated. I know coaches try to make it complicated, you know, with all their scheming and all their game planning and all their you know, running a billion offenses and a billion defenses. But it's not its not really that hard. There's really no sports that are that, are that hard. You don't have to overthink it. If you take care of the basketball, which Purdue did, and you don't have unforced silly turnovers which Purdue did not, it allows your offense to get in a rhythm, allows your players to run the offense, and it's not clunky, 
it's not uneven. It's pretty damn smooth when you get right down to it. Purdue had six turnovers today. I would say you can count them on one hand. There's probably somebody in the world that can, but I can't. But they had six turnovers. They had one in the second half. Of their six turnovers, one was actually a live ball turnover. Like, play did not stop because of the turnover. The other five turnovers were an offensive foul, two offensive fouls, I believe. Uh, A five-second call, because Purdue could not inbound the ball, which is a team turnover, I believe. Uh, There was a three-second call on Zach Eady. And then there was one other turnover. And I can't remember what it is. It was in my story, but I can't remember. Anyway, there was only one live ball turnover today. And if you've watched this team play the first seven games, it's... um, they had a lot of unforced turnovers. You know, they they only had one game come before today where they had less than 10. Everything else was in the middle teens. Uh, you know, you know about the 22 at Clemson, and you and I think you understand the 22 at Clemson because, you know, they were shorthanded on the perimeter and they got attacked defensively. You know, Isaiah Thompson and Ethan Morton had to handle bulk of that. But... Purdue should be better at taking care of the ball. Now, it's also important to keep in mind, Notre Dame is not a great defensive team. They don't they don't guard you like some other teams will guard Purdue in the Big Ten. So, six probably will be the low number this year, but it, you can't go back up to 15 or 16 Tuesday at Iowa, which... Iowa doesn't defend anybody. So if Purdue has a bunch of turnovers, they're going to be unforced. But as you get deeper in the Big Ten season, when teams guard you a little bit better, Rutgers guards very well. Illinois guards very well. There's a lot of teams out there that really guard uh, extremely well. And you're going to have have turnovers. But you just got to keep the unforced ones down to a bare minimum. And, you know, like today. Six turnovers, so you got more possessions. Purdue got more possessions. They took 65 shots, which is a season high. They made 49, uh, roughly 49% of their of their field goals today, and they were shooting very well in the first half. Uh, so, again, it's really simple. Don't turn the ball over, and then you're going to have more chances to score, and I think this team offensively has Obviously, a lot more weapons than what it had last year. And then when you when and when you start combining positions, people at positions where you have Travion Williams and Zach Eady, they combine for 23 points. You have Mason Gillis and Aaron Wheeler, they combine, uh, I believe, for 14 points and 16 rebounds. But you have you have scores on this team. You have Eric Hunter Jr. who had 18 tonight. Sasha Stefanovic, who had 18 tonight. You've got Brandon Newman, who can score. Uh, Jade Nivey, who wants to score and can score and will score at some point this year. So they have a lot of weapons. I think they have a lot of guys that if they don't turn the ball over and give themselves an opportunity to run their offense and get the shots that they 
they need to have and play through the post, which they have and which they did today, then I think that this team can really uh, do some things offensively. Will they be good enough to match Iowa on Tuesday? No. I just ask a really good question because I don't know. As, as, as everyone knows, Iowa can score. They don't play defense, but they can score. And the question would be, can Purdue match the Hawkeyes uh, basket for basket if they have to? Purdue might give up 80 in that game and still play well defensively. I know it doesn't sound right, but that's that's kind of how good Iowa is offensively. But, you know, Purdue's going to have to score some points in a lot of its games this year in the Big Ten because there are really there are some really good offensive teams in the Big Ten. And you can be really good defensively, but uh, shot makers, guys getting the free throw line and all that kind of stuff, it all adds up. But with today, I mean, you could tell. I mean, Purdue was in a was was in a rhythm offensively, and a part they were, you know, they wasn't they were they were not challenged like other teams have challenged them. You know, like Miami and and Clemson. Um, but to do it against you know a Power Five team like Notre Dame, which they couldn't do against a Power Five team called Clemson or a Power Five team called Miami. I don't know where Notre Dame's going to fit in the ACC. I don't know where Clemson. I don't know where Miami are going to all going to fit when it's all said and done. But Purdue had not done what it did today against those teams, and it, it could be as easy as well. You you have your full roster back for the first time or second time uh, this year. You know if you count the Ohio State game, which you should. It's the first time that they've they've had everybody. Uh, that they needed to have, they had, they had you know ten players that they can that they can uh, that they go to, and they played ten today. Uh, so the last two games, they've had their full roster or full guys that you're going to see, and they're going to rotate in, they're going to play, and whoever does well gets to, gets to stay on the floor, and whoever doesn't do well won't. Matt Painter has a lot more options to deal with. Um, and it'll be curious to see how this all plays out from a rotation standpoint. Who gets the minutes? Who gets the production? And the, the beauty of it is you have, he has choices. He has a lot of choices that he can go to. But, you know, that, that was one element of today's game. You know, Purdue did very, you know, shot the ball very well. You know, they got, they got easy shots. And they made, I, I thought they made smart passes all game. I really did. And again, they, they were not severely challenged but I thought they made smart passes and I thought their their post entry passes were really good today uh, there's been some games where they haven't been um, and that obviously has led to turnovers but you know, I, you know Notre Dame obviously you know didn't have a lot of inside guys that they could have um, you know to try to deal with Williams and, and Zach Eady you know, I thought the passes to Edie in the first half were pretty much spot on. Um, he had a, I know one at least alley oop dunk uh, where the timing was right. Uh, but Purdue's post entry passes have not been great uh, throughout most of the year, but they they were today. And I thought they, you know, they made the pass to the right guy at the right time. 
know, sister generated when you make baskets and you can you can make the right pass but the guy's got to hit the shot so uh, there, there's a stat I've always wanted to kind of keep or find out a more find out like you know the passes that don't don't lead to assist because the guy didn't make the basket but the, the guy made the right pass at the right time it just didn't it's still, it, you know, he didn't finish. Um, you know, that's that's something that would take a lot of film watching, and I need I need some help doing that. But again, you know, I, th- I thought a lot of players did well today. Uh, they kept the turnovers obviously down. I mean, six guards played, and none of them had a turnover. You know, that's got to be some sort of school record. Might be an NCAA record for all I know. Uh, it's probably not because there's probably been teams that didn't have any turnovers in a game, and that may, that means the guards didn't have any turnovers. But you know, I, I thought everyone kind of contributed. You know, Purdue had a nice uh, kind of a nice moment of growth. You know, when Notre Dame tied it at 53, boom, Eric Hunter comes down, hits a three, starts a 9-0 run, which was part of a 16-3 run. Uh, and all of a sudden, the lead's back up to 12 or 13. Purdue's got control of the game. They feel comfortable. They go on and win. Now, Miami, they had a 20-point lead in the first half. They couldn't hang on to it. Different types of game. And, you know, Matt Painter brought it up. It's a different types of games where they were just trying to grind it out at Miami, where today the offense was moving, was, was moving more freely, and there was a lot of confidence on the floor with shooting. But... The fact that they were able to work themselves through that, I think, is a positive sign for them. That they, they you know, it was kind of a hump they needed. I, I think they needed to get over uh, a little bit just to to say that they did it. And, you know, and now you have a you have a reference point. The next time it happens, when you get up big on someone, and then another team's going to come back and tie you or take the lead. How are you going to respond? And now they have, as I said, a reference point that they can go to to say, okay, we did it here. Okay, what needs to be done? Well, today was to get the ball in Eric Hunter's hands. And uh, you just wonder, and I wrote this, uh, which is on jconline.com, by the way, how much better would he be today if he hadn't missed the first four games? I mean, the guy's the guy's been pretty good since he came back, and today he was really good. He was really good with 18 points. He was really good with eight assists, and he was really good defensively. Even though Purdue does a lot of switching defensively, you know they kept Prentice Hub to zero points on 0-7 shooting. He's he was he was the ACC's leading scorer coming into today. So, but Eric, Eric Hunter's been really good. But he was at another really to that for today. He was really, really good and, and stepped up and made and, and did leadership things, you know, when, when his team needed it. And, uh, you know, I thought that was probably the most important thing uh, that he did during the game. I mean, he kind of put the team on his back, got him through that stretch after they after a game was tied, and boom, you come out on the other end, you're up, and then you can just kind of manage the game uh, from there, which they did. 
Uh, they didn't. They didn't let up. Uh, they didn't relax. Um, they didn't. Um, they didn't. Uh, you know, they didn't get comfortable like they did at Miami. Um, you know, at Miami they got comfortable with their lead and didn't continue to play with the edge. You know, today they got the lead in the second half and continued to play uncomfortable, if that makes sense. You know, still played with an edge. So, I mean, I think this team has kind of grown up. They're learning a little bit more. Uh, you know, it is still relatively a, a young team in some spots, but they also have a lot of experience uh, in some places that they're going to need to take advantage of as they get through the Big Ten season. Now, uh, you know, I think there are a, there's some concerns defensively, um, and it, it could easily be. I mean, because they they're coming off a game against Ohio State where they did play very well defensively, but Ohio State um, was without its leading scorer, so you're taking one weapon off the field. Notre Dame, they're a three-point shooting team. They they, they can put some points together in a hurry. You know, everybody can shoot to three. They are perimeter-oriented. Perimeter uh, so was it the opponent that they played that led to some of the defensive issues today? Or is this going to be a bit of a problem for this team? You know, I think it's too early to tell from that standpoint. Because, you know, you're going to get in... You're going to get certain games where you're going to need to play really good defense because your offense is struggling, and then games like today where you you're going to need some some more offense, and your and your defense struggled a little bit. Um, but the one thing I think they're doing uh, very well right now is rebounding out of you know especially defensive rebounding. You know I think. You know, today, I think they gave up two offensive rebounds either on the first or second possession of, of the game to Notre Dame, and they scored. And then shortly there, there was another offensive rebound. But I think they ended the half. I don't think Notre Dame got another offensive rebound. Um, and I think Purdue's done a pretty good job these last two games of finishing the defensive possession, which is getting the rebound. You know, I think they've picked up a lot of defensive rebounds against Ohio State and Notre Dame. And if you can continue to limit second-chance opportunities, um, you know, that's going to bode very well. There, there is going to be some teams that come out and shoot 55 to 60%, and there's not going to be a lot of <laughs> defensive rebounds to get. And there's not going to be a lot of offensive rebounds for that team to get. But if you can limit those second-chance opportunities, you know that it's just ending the defensive possession the way it should be. And I thought Purdue did a pretty good job. There were a lot of long rebounds in the game because Notre Dame shoots a lot of threes. Purdue had to track them down. And the ones they tracked down, you were able to get out and go and run and, and get in transition. Uh, so it all kind of pieced, pieced together. Uh, but, a, but a good win. Um, I think it's a good resume win uh, when you start uh, looking at the NCAA tournament because Notre Dame 
you know, has played a very challenging schedule up to this point. Will continue to play a challenging schedule, and then you're going to pick up. You know, you, you played three ACC teams uh, so far, and I think you're going to you're going to be able to pick up a lot of uh, uh, good NCAA net points. I think when uh, when you know you, everybody kind of gets going in conference play. It's going to be a different year. You're not going to have all the sample sizes you need. Uh, but Purdue needed to get a, a good out-of-conference victory just to have it. And I think now they have it, uh, and now they have to go find a way to take care of business uh, in the Big Ten. And that starts Tuesday at Iowa. Iowa got uh, uh, beat today by Gonzaga. No shame in that. Uh, they gave up over 90, which Gonzaga can score with the best of them. You know, Iowa, I think, hit the 80s at some point, uh, which, you know, obviously proves that they can they can score with the best of them. And, you know, and that's the thing about coming up on Tuesday with uh, with Purdue and Iowa. I mean, you know Iowa's going to score. And, you know, the thing is, how, how many can Purdue score? You know, do they, you know, is 80 kind of the, okay, if Purdue doesn't get to 80, they don't have a chance. Um I mean, it proved today that Purdue can get to 80, but they needed 14 three-pointers uh, to, to get there. Uh, and three-point shooting is so fickle that, you know, if guys are not on, then it does become a struggle. But Purdue's going to have to tighten up defensively a little bit and then live with some things that Iowa's going to do to them. You know, there's, there's only so much you can do to keep Luka Garza from scoring. Foul trouble would keep Luka Garza from scoring, but you can't count on that. So, you know, Purdue's going to have some matchup problems. But I think, you know, Iowa's going to have to deal with uh, Travion Williams and Zach Eady. Uh They're going to have to deal with that size. Um, you know, Jay Dimey's a guy that can put the ball on the floor uh, and create for himself. Uh, and Iowa's not really a willing participant in stopping the ball a lot of times. Uh, so it, it will be an extremely curious game to watch unfold and to see how uh, Purdue manages it. You know, the one thing they can't do is just get down early and get snowballed and kind of get taken out of the game. They need to come out uh, Tuesday and throw that first punch, you know, get off to a good start, get a good run going uh, to start the game and get into the game and then be able to survive what I was going to do, and they will have a run, they'll have another run, they'll have many runs in them, if that makes any sense, uh, but they're going to they're gonna string a lot of points together just because that's how they're built, that's how they're made, and that's what they're, they're capable of doing, um, but, you know, it's a good challenge for them, you know, this begins a very difficult stretch for Purdue, you know, you got Iowa, Maryland at home on Christmas Day, at Rutgers, at Illinois, at Michigan State, you got Nebraska in there somewhere, you got at Indiana at the other end of this stretch. And, you know, Purdue just needs to keep its head above water until uh, they get to the middle of January and just kind of take uh, take stock where they're at at that point. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're on a good, good uh, momentum roll right now. And, uh, you know, Tuesday's going to be probably the yeah, Tuesday is going to be the biggest challenge of the year uh, just because of what Iowa can do to you uh, on the offensive end. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Um, 
and as we wrap up uh, uh, Purdue basketball's uh, 88-78 win over Notre Dame at the Crossroads Classic, and be back uh, be back either after the Iowa game or before the Iowa game, depending on what's going on in the Purdue sports world. Uh, but definitely, for sure, after the Iowa game to recap uh, what went on in in Iowa City. Again, thanks for stopping by and have a good day.